Hey all you nostalgic sorority girls. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them all. You can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, RadioMeanwhile.com. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at Here We Go Pod. No. <laughs> yes, that's right. And please rate, subscribe, <laughs> <laughs> and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. This week, we're covering episode 4.4, Greek to Me. Uh, should we pull back? Should we, uh, should we open up the room where it happens and talk about all our tech issues this week? <laughs> no, go ahead. You, you tell uh so we were already recorded this episode and then we did uh, it was gold it was it was great and uh and then i pressed the power <laughs> button on the, my computer and lost the episode that's right uh so that's so now I, I work <laughs> and the nice microphone isn't working so i've got a janky microphone that you can hear all the street sounds on but yeah. you know what 9021 here we go yeah. still the right? show goes on either so... rain nor sleep or snow you know what i mean <laughs> yep. we're doing it. we are yep. here bringing you the 9021 greek to me yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's all right let's crack open the condor condor is committed to professional standards and professional ethics the weak need not apply this episode originally aired on September 29th, 1993. On September 13th, Niall Horan, Irish pop singer from One Direction, was born in Mull- Mullinger County, Ireland. Don't you think it's funny that One Direction was formed by Simon Cowell just like yes. pushing a bunch of British teens together, it's being like, you're so a band funny. now, I hate everything. I think that's funny. And it was brilliant. What a brilliant move. Apparently it works. What a brilliant move. I don't know. Is that in the Teletubbies? Simon Cowell just had a, a magic touch, I guess. He created the Teletubbies? I think he put the he did the album for the Teletubbies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um movie wise. I don't know. Here we go. That's the thing. Yeah. It's educational. Uh on September 29th, a Bronx tale premiered starring Robert De Niro. Hmm. Which I've never seen. And then on October 1st, we get Cool Runnings. Jamaica, we have a bobsled team. It was everywhere. This was like a weirdly popular movie. I feel like this was one of the last John Candy movies as well. I know. He died shortly. Yeah. It's right in the end. In the episode that we we burn up in a fire, we talked about uh, Dougie Doug and how much you like that darn cat, which I've weirdly never seen. That's right. Yes. So, I can't believe you've novel. never seen it. I haven't even seen the 60s version. That's what's crazy. I love all those old, like the Kurt Russell Disney movies, you know, like Strongest Man in the World, all that. I love all those. So how I've lived my life without seeing that darn cat, I don't know. I don't know. Now's but the Dougie time. Cool Running was also in the remake. Nice. I need to, I yeah. should rewatch the remake. I don't really I'll remember do much about it. Let's do it. Is anyone trying to know in it? Uh, <laughs> we can make a Probably not. Okay. All right. We can play like, it, like the, what's the... What's the Kevin Bacon game? Yeah, Six Degrees. Yes, but with uh, Cool Runnings. Yeah, that'd be fine. We could yeah. do that. Or with 90210. <laughs> Not Got Cool it. Runnings. <laughs> uh, on September 29th, Grace Under Fire premiered on television starring Brett Butler. And that was Butler. on ABC. I like that show. I have never seen it's all right. it. What's the premise? Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's kind of a, a take on like, we're rednecks, but we love... 
You know, she was like okay. her, her husband had left and wasn't really in the picture. So it was like her and her two kids and her mother-in-law. And, you know, just I to, didn't know if like under uh, under fire was because she like as a firefighter or something. No, nothing like that. I think it was just paying the bills and dealing with her mother-in-law and that sort of thing. Gotcha. And that's yeah. enough, you know. Yeah. Under gotcha. fire. Sure. <laughs> Uh, and on September 30th, U.S. General Colin Powell retired as chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. He would go on to become the first African-American Secretary of State, serving from 2001 to 2005. Fun fact, in 1993, we had to write a paper for Black History Month, and I chose Colin Powell. And nice. you, you can bet I moved some margins in. I was the king of moving margins. That was a simpler <laughs> time. It thing. was, yes. Easier so, to uh, to cheat. Yeah. When I got to college, they were like, "You, here's what the margins will be. I will take a ruler to it. This is the accepted font. This is, you know, this is the font size you're allowed." Back in the '90s, it was a free for all. Yeah. Move those margins, yeah. and I did. Yeah, college, I they did. they were wise. They were they knew. wise to the, your At antics. Point, they were hip to it. Yeah, during the time Colin Powell would have been Secretary of State, you couldn't get away with that margin moving no. anymore. <laughs> but in the early '90s, let it let it ride. And let I it did. ride. Move the margins. Yes. All right. Well, should we go beyond the, beyond the zip code, Nick? We should. Kendra, what's your what's your experience with Magnum PI up to this point? Zero. None. Don't Are you even a Tom know Sa- what it's about. He's a PI named Magnum. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, in Hawaii. It's set in Hawaii. Oh, right. It's in Hawaii. I did know that. Yeah. I, this is irrelevant because I'm talking about the, the Magnum PI reboot, but I was a best man in a wedding once and we were, we were at the groom's house and there was a bunch of people who didn't know each other. And it was kind of awkward because my friend is not a great like host. He wasn't like, you know, you let's, let's all, it was just sort of like, we're all in this house, like prison style. So I went to Walmart and I was like, what would be a fun thing to just have on the TV to kill some of the silences? And I bought like Magnum PI season seven. And it's just a lot of Tom Selleck in high-waisted pants with a mustache, you know, yeah. in Hawaiian shirts. That's all you need. But uh, in 2018, they rebooted the series with Jay Hernandez taking over the role of Thomas Magnum. And in that reboot, guess who showed up in the season one finale? Who? Ryan Austin Green. Wow. Ryan Austin Green played the featured role of Special Agent Adam Kreshner in the finale, the day it all came together. I've only seen the pilot of this remake, but... I'm kind of in. I'd watch more. Hmm. Remember so. how much we disliked the MacGyver show? Or have you turned around on that one? No, I never liked it, but I had a good time sort of hate watching it. Yeah, because it was very easy That's to hate fun. watch. It, it was bad. It, it felt like it would be on like WGN in yeah. 1994. It got... That was the vibe. They... Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Anyway. All right. Well, Let's look at the synopsis for The Little Fish. There's a 70s party at... Sorry. There's a 70s party at the frat house, but Dylan doesn't want to go. Rather than missing out, Kelly goes solo and gets reacquainted with an old high school nemesis, John Sears. Uh, Meanwhile, Brandon is getting pulled in two directions when his political aspirations are at odds with pledging at the fraternity. Adding to the pressure is Steve's insistence that they be frat brothers. Meanwhile, at the sorority house, Andrea feels the only way to be accepted is to hide the fact that she is Jewish. Plus, Donna and David start to find their groove on college radio. Oh, and isn't it hilarious, the groove they find? <laughs> it's so, so, so funny. funny. So funny. 
All right, let's see who's living in Beverly Hills. This episode was directed by Bethany Rooney and written by Chip Johannesson. What do you think about the name Chip? Would you ever name a child Chip? I would not, but I love Chip Gaines. Huh. So, you know who okay. Chip Gaines is? Chip and Joanna? I don't. I know Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, but... No, Chip Chip and Joanna. They're the, they're the HGTV design oh. people that I'm in love with. I don't. You know what? You know what I do know, though, to bring this all together? Chip and Dale in Rescue Rangers were dressed like Indiana Jones and Magnum P.I. That's what Dale was dressed <laughs> as. Magnum P.I. What do you think about that? That's funny. All right. We see the return of recurring players Matthew Peretta and Joshua Beckett as Dan Rubin and Josh Richland. How are you feeling about Dan uh, Dan Rubin and Josh Richland so far? You uh, like them? That's far I like them. Yeah. Okay. We meet several more recurring players, including Andy Chapman as Angela Rhodes. Uh, she's best known for recurring roles on many shows, but particularly things like ER, 24, General Hospital, and 7th Heaven. And in a bit of a nostalgic throwback here to my childhood and a shout out to our friends at Previously on X-Men, she voiced the character of Storm in the failed X-Men pilot Pride of the X-Men. And Pride of the X-Men was on VHS, and it circulated like crazy. It's the most successful failed pilot in history, I have to believe. I can't think of another one. <laughs> because it also was the basis for the X-Men arcade, which was like the most popular arcade game ever. So, yeah, we talked about you know, that. So I know. Yeah, pretty cool. We also meet Brooke Thies as Leslie Sumner. She is best known for playing Wendy Lubbock on Growing Pains, a role that she continued on the spinoff, Just the Ten of Us. Were you ever, you're probably Just too young. Just the for... Ten of Us. Mm. Mm. <laughs> probably too young for uh, growing pains uh i mean it was like on like reruns okay. were on and i would catch I, them sometimes i don't really know why full house and things like that are still sort of part of culture you know yeah. like everybody like uncle jesse and all that that's a thing i don't really know why growing pains like didn't make that transition i guess maybe people's weird feelings about kirk cameron i'm not sure maybe anyway Maybe. Yeah. Growing Pains, and then there was a spinoff that was relatively successful. I remember that, too. It was like the coach, and he had all these kids. And that's where Brooke Thies was. We also meet Paul Johannesson as John Sears. He's best known for his regular role of Dan Scott on One Tree Hill, a show that, weirdly, I've never seen a moment of. Yeah, you know who loves that show? Tell me. Is uh, my past co-hosts and family members, Corbin and Christian. <laughs> really? They love it. So they just, to unwind, they just kick off their shoes they used and lean to watch back. It. They used to watch it all the time. And watch And that's a long-running show. That's not a short show. Yeah. That goes the distance. Okay, does, that's yeah. weird. Do they normally like teen dramas like that? I would say no. But for some reason, One Tree Hill just pulled them right in. Yeah, I guess. Okay. That's fine. So anyway, Paul Johannesson was in One Tree Hill, and he also appeared on shows like Mad Men, Parker Lewis Can't Lose, which Jenny Garth was also on, I believe, and uh, the Lonesome Dove miniseries. There were multiple of these miniseries, and he would show up regularly on those as well. Finally, in a one-off appearance, we have Sean O'Brien as Charlie Dixon. Sean O'Brien is one of those guys who was in every single show that's ever been made. Did you one recognize of those him? Guys. He's the one who one hits Sean? on Brenda. He hits on Brenda and. You know, oh, oh, it's oh. Like, oh, yes, yes. He's the president. He's the president. Okay. Of the K yeah, and fraternity. This is his only appearance, which was surprising to me. Hmm. So that's it for our guest cast. All right. A uh, little fun fact. The title, I didn't realize, comes from Shakespeare. 
um, yes. which Still I guess, you know, when in doubt, guess that a word came from Shakespeare, but it's from yes. Julius Caesar. Um, and the line is, but for my own part, it was Greek to me. Hmm. So if, in case you're wondering literally. where that phrase came from. Metaphoric Greek yes. to, to Julius Caesar. Is Julius Caesar saying the line? That I don't know. You're not sure. Okay. We'll, we'll check. We'll fix, we'll fix this in editing. Yeah. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, couple bloopers. While the Walsh family, these are IMDb bloopers. This is where I find them. While the Walsh family is talking about Brandon running for student Senate, Cindy accidentally says paternities instead of fraternities, apparently. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Andrea in this episode says she's an only child, but uh, true fans yes. will know that in season one, she does say that she has a sister. But yeah. I think they dropped that pretty quickly. I mean, it doesn't really make sense. When you see as the story progresses, the way she's like living with her grandma and stuff, it would be weird if all of a sudden she just had a sibling. Though so I think when she has... I think when she's living with her grandma, they still mention her sibling. Do they? My, I only have a vague memory of them saying that because I was like, oh, she doesn't have a sister. Same like when, uh, <laughs> when Steve was talking about his step-siblings. Yeah. He he says, I think he says three and there's only two, something like that. So, yeah, I guess that's just one of those quirky little things. All right. Okay. All right. Should we dive into the episode? Let's do it. We start at the radio station. Donna and David are on. They have, if you'll recall, the 2 to 6 a.m. slot. And choose to do a call-in show. Why not? That seems like a mistake. And they're finding it is is a mistake because no one is calling in except their friends. And they keep, they, Donna says, uh, don't call in if your name is. And she says each of their names and the lights just like go off as she says their names just slowly melt away as she says not to. Frankly, I think that's dumb. If your friends are trying to like you don't totally use that. Yes. You don't have to you don't have to be like, "Oh, yes, hello, you're my best friend." They so this could use count. a fake name. Just roll with it. Just yeah. roll with it. It's it's like how you don't want to go into an empty restaurant, you know? Yeah. You want I mean, now, jeez. I would prefer an empty restaurant if I was going to go into a restaurant, I but know. under normal circumstances, if there ain't no cars in that restaurant, you assume that that's for a reason. Yeah. So. Yep. Just let sense. let friends call is what I'm saying. Yep. For sure. Mistake number one here with David and Donna. Um, at the frat house the next day, the yeah. the the keg fraternity house, the guys are sitting on their front porch, um, being super classy and raiding all the girls as they walk by. They're like holding up, you know, scorecards. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, I didn't like their behavior, but that one guy, I, I don't, he's not even like a character, but I thought his ad-libbing was very good. Real zingy, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was, he was on point. It's funny how like things change because I feel like even the last time I watched this, it, I, it probably didn't like bump up against that, that they were acting this way, you know? Yeah, yeah. I spent like, ah, frat boys, yeah. you know, but now I was like, um, stop it. Uh, you stupid, dumb monster. Please don't Just do let that. her live her life. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like that's something that, like, nobody really would have batted an eye out about not too long ago, you know? So progress. Yeah. We can we can see the progress as we look at the terrible behavior of the frat boys in yes. season four of Nile The girls are, uh, the girls as in Kelly, Donna, Andrea, and Brenda are doing Rush yeah, Week. Um, they're looking for a sorority to join. Uh, yeah. 
the first one they go to is We Are the Gammas, the Mighty Mighty Gammas, which they just keep cheering over and over again. So they yeah. pretty quickly decide that, that this isn't the... Uh, not for them. Not the one for them. Yeah. Next, we but go back. Cares? Let them cheer, right? Why not? Yeah, cheer away. Back at the keg house, uh, there's a football game going on in the backyard between Brandon and Steve <laughs> and some other guys. Uh, uh, Brandon... Might I... <laughs> no, just say, yeah, the, the tenor of this football game is sexually charged. It is. It is. I feel like Brandon. I know guys smack each other's butts, but like yeah. in this case, it was tender caress and i really yeah. feel like all of their dialogue is is very i thought they were on a date yeah i thought we were learning some stuff today but yeah no i guess they're just uh friends just friends just, just friends, friends. They're just friends do you smack a lot of your friends butts i Kendra? don't i don't do i mean i okay. know guys do that but in this do case they... it was along with the uh the, the, the banter, the flirty yeah. banter. Yeah. Yeah. Flirty yep. banter. That's a good way to describe it. So they do one more one more down, one more play, and Brandon is able to get a touchdown. Um, which, you know, he's very excited about beating Steve, as usual. Then he says he has to go to the student union to meet with Senate people, and Steve thinks that he shouldn't be blowing off the fraternity guys because they're trying to get in, and Brandon is just like, I gotta go, like Sorry, I gotta gotta do what I yeah. gotta do. Well, basically, so. these bros just have the ultimate authority to decide who's in the frats or not, and they're liking Brandon. And so, for him to be like, "I decline your invitation. I shall go to the student senate," is not a great move if he's wanting to impress these bros. Which I'm not saying he should. I'm just saying that's kind of the name of the game, and that's Steve's point here. We were debating the last time we were talking about this whether or not what we see in the opening credits is actually a blooper of Brandon because. He's in the outfit. He's got the hair. The shot's all framed up for that scene where we see Jason Prissy like laughing in the opening credits. But that doesn't happen in this scene. So I kind of feel like maybe that was something on a B-roll that they used for the opening credits. So we'll see. Maybe he wears this like cut-off sweatshirt all the time. I don't know. So then they go around to the front of the keg house and to tell the guys to stop raiding the girls. They say, it's the 90s gentlemen. Try to show a little sensitivity. Yeah. At least they get called out on it. Yeah. John then sees Kelly walk by, John Sears, and he is like, hey, Kelly. And Kelly is just like, hi, bye. Not interested. Not interested at all. And uh, doesn't say anything to anyone else about who he is. And John tells Steve that he asked her out in ninth grade, but that she uh, turned him down. That's all we are told about that. Yeah, and we were a little confused about the fact that Steve is not aware of this at all. Yeah. It seems like, he... I mean, Donna knows who he is, but no one else knows who he is. Yeah, I didn't really get the vibe that Steve even, like, it seems like maybe he sort of knew abstractly that he went to West Beverly, but Steve didn't seem like he ever had interacted with him before. So for him to be sort of an ex of Kelly's, you know, around the time when Steve and Kelly were dating is bizarre. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. It is. At the student union, Brandon and Josh are there, and Angela Rhodes walks in, and they, I guess, are interviewing him to be their, like, pick for the Senate seat. 
the ca- the candidate. It's not like they're just going to be like, you are now a senator. They're trying yeah. to decide if he's the one they want to put on the ballot. It's a primary. Right, yeah. Um, so they are asking him questions, like, about the whole protest that they did and why they did it. And they, you know, they're wondering, like, was it just about your friend being drunk? Because that's not what we're interested in, you know. Yeah pushing and he says no and like goes into why they did it and the school board was doing all this stuff and um he's like right. using the his fact politician the school board was voice. trying to slip in all these big things yeah he's like using his politician voice this whole conversation um and then uh, <laughs> he leaves and they both smile at each other like we like this guy yes somehow brandon has nailed this interview process yeah he did it which is confusing even even to Brandon. I think he's like, that's all, That's all? okay. You oh, know. All right. <laughs> um, back rushing sororities, they are now at the Alpha House, and they are known, like, they're like, ah, oh, the Fab Four yeah. from Beverly Hills. Yeah. Like, everyone knows yeah. who they are. They're like, you could, you could start your own sorority. Apparently they're You're celebrities. So yeah. We learned that- Which the... I don't really get. Yeah. You know, like, I guess Andrea would have, have a, maybe a little bit of name recognition, but, like, what did Kelly do for the school, necessarily, you know? I mean, I guess Donna was on the radio, but I thought it was kind of like, okay. I mean, we like them, but why does everybody else, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We find out that the Alpha's brother fraternity is the Keg House, which is the one that Steve Perfect. and Brandon are going for. Um, that and name we... does not show a lot of forethought, can yeah. I just say? <laughs> the keg house well, I, I mean think, it seems like i think that's why they did it because it's something yeah, epsilon maybe gamma yeah yeah i mean it's greek letters but it just seems like somebody would have been like mm, maybe pick yeah. a different you know <laughs> whatever um we find out more about john kelly tells us that she dated him and that he went and said like they did a lot more than they actually did and just like right sullied her reputation um i'm i'm confused about why they don't make him the guy she's talking about at the slumber party the I, guy she thought, lost her I thought that's too. what it was gonna be yeah i mean it just seems like a, a really obvious thing to do to like pull back on that story and that would have been perfect you know it makes sense and it's it's not what she describes here, but I feel like what happened in that scenario would fit the situation now. And it would have been like an established fact. So yeah. it's weird to... He was an older guy. It's weird not I know. I don't understand it either. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand. All right. The next yeah. scene is at Andrea's dorm. She's talking with Dan, the RA. And... Um, all spandex again? I feel like we've only seen him in all spandex. Yeah. He's no. a his thing he wears he's a cyclist yeah he's a health nut what are you gonna do um and she's talking about how that she was out rushing and all that stuff and he is surprised that she is looking outside of the jewish sororities he assumed that she would only be looking at the jewish ones and she's like well why do i have to only look at the jewish sororities and he says i bet in the end you'll find yourself in a Jewish sorority. Yeah. And she's like, are we talking about anti-Semitism? What are we talking about? And I, it was, it was confusing. I think what they were trying to say through Dan was that there is an 
anti-Semitism in the fraternities, but it just came, it yeah. came off like he was kind of anti-Semitic. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, I don't think I would put like money down on either way, like which one he was saying, you know, I, yeah. I, I think you're right that it's probably that he was just commenting on the fact that it tends to be, you know, that, that they, they prefer, I guess, that, that Jewish students go with Jewish sororities because of anti-Semitism, but it did come across a little bit like he was implying that that's the way that it should be. Yeah. So it was confusing. It was just an odd, the whole, the way they deal with this whole topic, I find a little confusing. I do as well. Because you get to the end of the episode and, and I feel I, I'm not entirely sure which side they're coming down on, yeah. you know, like, if what they're were saying, they trying yes, to say? anti-Semitism is like very much alive. Well, yeah, right. Exactly. It's, so it's, it's confusing. Yeah. Later on, Dylan and Brenda run into each other in the halls of college and uh, they're talking about sororities and classes they got into. Uh, Brenda still didn't get into the classes that she wanted, <laughs> uh, but Dylan got on into all the ones he wanted. Yeah. Um, and he asks if she wants to hang out, but she has to meet the girls for Rush Week recap, which she says very slowly, almost like it was like the 20th take. You're right. You're right. <laughs> it really seemed like they were like, Shannon, we just have to do it one more time. Just take all the time you need, honey. Just just say those words. Yeah. yeah that's um, a good catch. And he asked Brenda, like, are you really into this? And she's like, I'm trying. So. I call foul on this whole Dylan acting like, oh, no, I'm totally, it's totally fine for me to, like, be hanging out with my very serious ex-girlfriend months after a cataclysmic, like, breakup shenanigan. Yeah. You have to choose. I just, I, if he thinks he's getting away with it, he's not getting anything past me. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, yeah. D- I'm on to you, Dylan McKay. Definitely not. Uh, at lunch, Josh and Angela announced to Brandon that they want him to be the senator. So they it's are going to, yeah, so they're going to put him on the ballot. Um, Josh, oh, so then Brandon sees Steve and John. Man, there's Josh and John and it's confusing. I know. <laughs> um, he sees them and like calls out to them, but John kind of steers Steve away. Um yeah. And... Yeah, John sizes up that Brandon's with like the political people, and there's we we know pretty early on that there's a serious rivalry between like these like progressive political students and the more conservative keg students. Yes, so this is kind of feeding into that. Yes, at the Peach Pit, Brenda is really really late, um, and they <laughs> all open their envelopes i don't know how rush week works but they I don't either. there's cuts apparently so they open their envelopes and see that they all made the first cut for the alpha right. house so they're very excited about that at the walsh home jim is very excited that brandon is going to be the next jack kennedy um <laughs> he's using his irish accent a lot yeah. in this scene yeah going back to the kennedy roots yeah and then uh he and cindy have some talk about um when they were in school, it was like the Vietnam War, and so yeah. it turned into like fraternities versus hippies, I guess, about yeah, the yeah, Vietnam yeah, yeah. War. And, and, the, and, and the, they're saying the fraternities were pro-war, and the hippies were the yes. protesters, right? Okay. Yes, I believe so. Um, so yeah, so that it was a very divisive thing to be in a fraternity when they right. were in college. Yeah, yeah. 
at the radio, Donna is tired. She's real She's tired. Tired, Nick. It's very tired. And it's it's like they've forgotten how to host a radio show. <laughs> They're like, what's in the CD player? I don't I know. know. Press yeah. play. All right. Well, I'll just play whatever's on the record player. I know. It's like put in a, put in a CD. Pick some music. I feel like it's a poorly written scene because I. All of this stuff. I mean, I guess the point is they're they're bickering on Mike. That's that's the that's what we want to accomplish here. Because I thought at first, like maybe the music is playing and the mics aren't live, but no, this uh, this bickering thing that they're doing is yeah, is what their the show air. is. Yeah. It's the bulk of their show. It's just fighting. Well, yeah, dumb. and not fun fighting. You I know, usually, it's, it's not I'm usually like down for Donna antics, but you sh- but in this episode, I'm just like no, it was fine. lame. Yeah, it didn't work right from the start. Yeah. At the Walsh house, Steve shows up. It's like two in the morning because Don and David are on the air. And Steve shows up right. at Brandon's house. Um, Who is listening. Yeah. Who is listening to Don and David. And I like that. I like that that transition I think was clever. Yeah, it was a good transition. Um, so Brandon comes outside to talk to Steve. And he's he's just worried about what John has said about the Senate yeah. and how keg and Senate don't mix. And Brandon is trying to do do both and so steve is just worried he's gonna if he joins the fraternity it's gonna cost him his best friend and so he's stressed out about that yeah steve's very concerned about this driving a wedge between them or just making it so that their paths go in such a different way that they just aren't ever in the same area yeah but brandon is very much like it's fine like i don't even care what other people think i'm gonna do what i want to do so Next day at the Alpha Sorority, Brenda and Andrea seem very out of place here. They yes. Kinda, <laughs> they kind of seem a little more awkward than the rest. To but be then, fair, they make absolutely no effort to yes, go true. along with anything that's happening. Brenda, so. for sure. Andrea yeah. Andrea starts talking with Leslie, and Leslie's like, we really are a family here. And then she, it, they learn that they have a ton in common. Almost like she she knew a little too much about Andrea to be yes. have so much in common with yep. her. But anyway, but that makes Andrea very happy to meet someone that understands where she's coming from. Well, yeah, because Andrea's never really, she's always been sort of the outsider in the yeah. group. So somebody who like has lived the exact same life as her is heartwarming. Yes. At Kelly Donna Davids, KDDs, if you will. <laughs> I will, yeah. Davids listening to metal rap, which apparently yeah. is a genre. That loudly. Listen to. He's listening yes. to it loudly. Or we're Very to loudly. So Donna is tired and she comes out and she's trying to sleep. So she's annoyed that he's playing the music loudly and he's annoyed that she's rushing. Uh, but what better time thinks yeah. David? Than to suggest that they have sex. Yeah. Why not? Right now. He's mad. She's mad. She's irritated with him. She's tired. And he thinks this is the perfect opportunity for us to lose our virginity <laughs> together. Maybe he's right trying now. to get her when her guard is down. I don't know. I it don't, could be. It I could don't be. know his uh, his thoughts there. But she David subscribes to the philosophy that you miss every shot you don't take. Yeah. So he's, he's not going to let one go by. Yeah, well, she shuts him down pretty quick, and she goes back to bed. She does. She doesn't even entertain it. She's like, you are an idiot, you know? Yeah. Uh, I wrote, (laughs) the words I wrote here are, David still can't get any. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> That's true. That's uh. <laughs> okay, so you keep Kelly... that one in your pocket. You'll be able to do that a while. Kelly and Dylan are talking on the phone, and she wants him to come to this disco party at the keg house, but he yeah. obviously doesn't want to do that because it's Dylan. Um, yeah, right. but think about how excited he was to go to the Halloween party where he was dressing up as like, you know, Al Capone or something. He was all about the costume. So, you yeah. know, well, I don't I'm not I'm not feeling Dylan this this season. Not I gotta so tell far. You, not so far. A, he, the only time he's perked up is when he's sexy fish with Brenda. That's yeah. it. That's the only time. Sexy fishing. <laughs> as you do. <laughs> all right. So at the disco party. Steve mm-hmm. is having the time of his freaking life. And so is Andrea. Andrea's just like, woo! She's so I, excited. I love, I feel like this was a situation where they were like, just let the cameras roll. Because there's a lot of goofy stuff in the background. The costumes are a little hit and miss, I've got to say. Mm. Because Steve did not go for the traditional, like, sexies, triples, and Saturday Night Fever kind of look. He opted more for, like, a Mr. Furley leisure suit. <laughs> yeah. All white. White, white as white as the driven snow is how white <laughs> this suit is. <laughs> Donna has like a cotton candy colored outfit that it, it, nothing has ever been tighter no, on any person. It's, it's like nobody's ever worn a tighter outfit than Donna's. It really is. It really is. Kelly's got like a, a, a blue tube top, which I don't even think really works with the seventies look. No, it looks sixties so, to me. She's got does, like bell yeah. bottoms and You're like really... high waisted with the tube top. I don't know. Well, I, Kind of makes sense, but the the vibe of it does not scream seventies to me. No. I just feel like, you know, open a magazine maybe. And the uh, 70s are- Brenda's got on like, just black, just like an all black outfit yeah. with those like little sunglasses, which are yeah. not seventies. Yeah, she almost looks more like a fifties beatnik the way yeah. she's dressed. Yeah, I imagine without music replacement, we would have had like "Staying Alive" or "Kissing yeah. the Sunshine" in the background, and that would have gone a long way. But I don't think they nailed the seventies tone here. No. Donna is falling asleep still because she's tired. So they have so to tired. they have to uh, keep her dancing. John is looking over at Kelly, and so Kelly's trying to figure out from Steve like what he said about her. Because um, basically, her concern is it's just going to be high school all over again, and he's going to start spreading rumors about her, and she's yeah. very very concerned. Yeah. So Steve tells her, which is, it's not you know anything bad that he said. Brenda is just, she's just not trying. She's just, like, arms crossed, leaning against a wall, not dancing, not talking to anyone. Then uh, she and Brandon have a little talk about, like, uh, this isn't really our jam. Charlie comes up, and he's like, oh, your girlfriend. And she's like, no, I'm his sister. Yes, but the way the way they play this off really, really seems like how you play it off if you are a couple, but you ha- neither one of you has acknowledged it yet. Yeah. It's like a, we only kissed a few times situation, <laughs> and not just like oh no no we're we're brother and sister. <laughs> yeah, well, speaking as someone who has been uh, mistaken for a married couple with her sibling, I can tell you it's incredibly annoying. This is you share this cross. This yes. is your cross to bear yeah. as well. Yeah, that's funny because. I feel like you and Corbin very much look like brother and sister. Yeah. So. I, I agree. Okay. But yeah, it's happened like at church. We were leaving church and they're like, oh, are you a new couple to the church? And we're like, no. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so yeah, fun times. 
So then John comes over and wants to talk to Kelly and he's being like super nice. And she's like, aren't you the guy who literally tried to ruin my life for like a year? And he's like, I'm not that guy anymore, baby. I've changed. Yeah, he's grown. He's changed. So they decide to go outside and talk. And he tells her more about how he's sorry and he's a different person now. Yeah. Donna comes out and says that her and David are ready to leave. Uh, but Kelly says that she's going to stay and talk Ugh. with John. I know. Why? Can I tell you something? I legitimately forgot that Kelly had a boyfriend. I did too. I, I was really like, forgot. oh, Kelly and this guy are going to kiss. Yeah, and then I was like, yeah, wait a minute. She can't kiss yeah. another guy. She's this is a scene big. where Donna is funny. Yes. <laughs> the only scene. She's yeah. like, well, there's always 911. And she like gives him like a look. So. Kelly's like, Don, Donna got a long memory. She remembers mm-hmm. everything that happened. Yeah. Uh, later at the can party, I, Brandon... Just get, yeah. get your prediction on this. Mm-hmm. John Sears. Are we saying he's going to end up being a good guy or he's a slimeball? I don't trust him as far as I can throw You're him. on slimeball. You're yeah. on team slimeball. Team slimeball. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I obviously can't break the code of 902 and here we go to tell yes. you. So we'll just have to let it play out. All right. Uh, Brandon and Charlie are talking while they play pool. We learn that, is it Charlie? Is that his name? Yes, Charlie Dixon, yep. Okay. Um, We learn that he came to California University to play football, but then he, like, messed up his shoulder and couldn't play, and how the fraternity brothers were there for him through all that and made him president. Um, And he's talking about how Steve talks about Brandon all the time and thinks of him as a brother. And he also says that it's like, if you want to do Senate, you do it, but you can't have both. You can't be in the fraternity and be in the Senate. It's just, they're too different. Yeah. Two at odds, I guess. I wonder why they want Brandon. He doesn't seem like an obvious frat guy. Yeah. But they do do seem like they really want him. Yeah. They've heard. I don't know. They've heard tell of his greatness. Yep. Andrea and Leslie are talking. She's very impressed with the party and all the perks of being an alpha. And as she's talking with Leslie, they're talking about like all the guys there. And Leslie Mm -hmm. says, well, you won't find a lot of Jewish guys here. Is that a problem? And Andrea's like, uh, (laughs) (laughs) no. (laughs) Why are we doing this exactly? Yeah. And then Leslie like goes, walks away and leaving Andrea confused. Yeah. Just to kind of puzzle it out. Right. Yeah. At the Peach Pit, Dylan and Brenda are talking, and Dil- Brenda's very afraid that if she doesn't join the sorority, she's going to lose her friends, kind of how Steve is feeling. Yeah. And Dylan is like, you got to do what's right for you. Like, don't just join mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. everybody else is doing it. Radio station antics. Oh, God. Donna is complaining so much live on air that no one is calling. She's like, no one's going to call. Stop asking people to call. No one's going to call. And then she starts doing this whole bit about uh, what starts pawing you as soon as you come home. And she, like, compares David to a dog because a dog is all over you when you get home. And he's all over her trying to have sex with her. (laughs) <laughs> so the comparison does hold up. Is the it does. Thing. I mean, That's she's not thing. wrong, but it's not yeah. a nice comparison to make <laughs> on the air about your boyfriend. Right. Yeah. Um. So she then mutes her mic and is like, "Oh, that was a good segment," and he is very, very offended, very upset with right. her. Right. 
Uh, question on that. She mutes her mic. So is it just dead air on the radio? Because it, I, well, they, they no, playing? she was playing a song. They do play something yeah, at that they point. They do play here's, songs sometimes. Here's my question. Are we to believe when she's saying this, are we to believe that she, this whole time it's been a bit? You know, like everything about this has been a bit or, or no, we're not saying that. You mean like her being tired and complaining and stuff? Yeah. No, I yeah. don't think that was a bit. That's not part I of it. I think so that her, was supposed to be Her genuine. surly on-air persona is not a bit, but this little David's a dog thing is. That Yes, that's what I Okay. Thought. All right. Back at the keg house, Kelly and John are still up talking. They're like the only ones up in this house now. Mm-hmm. And... Again, still, I was like, oh, yeah, she has a boyfriend. And she does yeah. tell him that she has a boyfriend. Yeah. Um, and he's like, he must not be that into you if he doesn't come to things like this with you. Yeah. And, you know, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she leaves and says that she would rather him not call. And he says, I might anyway. Right. Don't trust him. At Dylan's house, Kelly is sitting outside against his door. I guess he wasn't home. I don't know if she like couldn't get in or just wanted to right. sit outside. I don't know. But then he yeah, walks up. I don't as think well. she could get in. And Dylan was out. He was at the peach pit with Brenda. Yeah. So at then this point, he walks up and sits next to her, and they talk about how they missed each other. And she asks him, "Why can't you be more like everybody else?" Yeah. He He's can't. mysterious. He's what Dylan. are you gonna do? He to me does not seem into her at all. Not lately. I don't really understand if that's if that's what we're doing or I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait it out and see. Yeah. Trouble in paradise is all I'm saying. I yeah, I would agree with that. Um next day at college, David is still mad at Donna and uh it makes it worse when the guys see David and they start like barking <laughs> like a dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which sets him off even more. Steve is like, he's ready to pledge. He's ready to go to join the keg house. Um, and then Josh walks up to talk to Brandon about a Senate meeting. Whatever, yeah. And he and Steve have a very cold hello to each other. Yes. Um, so, yeah, Brandon is, you know, he's still trying to do both. At mm -hmm. Andrea's dorm, I guess Andrea and Dan are just like BFFs now. He's yeah, sitting in a room, chilling, eating snacks, talking about stuff. I don't hate it. She's talking to him about this comment that Leslie made yeah. about Jewish guys. Jewish and he's, he's kind of like, I told you. Yeah. I told you this is how it was. And that sort of that sort of is on the side of he wasn't being anti-Semitic. He was just preparing her that she's going to run into it in yes. these circles. Yes. Yeah. So he tells her that she needs to decide if being Jewish is something that she's willing to check at the door. Right. And she's like, I have a good way to test if this is a big if, deal. If that's not. what we're saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we don't know what she's going to do though. At the nope, student union, that <laughs> at the student union that night, Brandon is arguing all these fine points of this document of things yeah. they want to change. He's like, get the ground running. Yeah. Which he's not elected, so I don't. I guess I don't understand why he's there. I don't well, know. Well, I think, I think because if he's going to run, he's going to have to run on their platform. That's right. So they're you know? they're so discussing like, their platform. Yeah, You're he right. needs to be able to. I don't know if there's like a debate situation, but he needs to. They're basically saying this is the party line. You best tow it. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, so they think that there's too much money being given to fraternities for stupid things like right. candlelight vigils and parades and things like that that needs to be allocated to more important things. Right. And Josh says that the fraternities are racist and elitist. Um, and uh, then Angela tells Brandon that she's being a pain. He's being a pain right. and that they're moving on. They're not arguing this anymore. Well, and... the, the issue is that they're not, it's not just that they're trying to defund it. They're saying cancel all sororities and fraternities. Like they're not going to be a thing anymore. And Brandon's sort of like, uh, that's kind of a major part of things. And like his experience so far has not shown this, like, you know, this racism and elitism so far. So he's just like, is this really the route we want to take? And they're like, you're a problem. Sit yeah. down. Yeah. And he's and of like, course, Peace. Brandon takes that, of course. Yeah. Yeah. He, he walks out. He tells he him. Brandon's nope. and things go on. Yeah. Back in Andrea's dorm. So she has just returned from a candlelight vigil. Yes. And Leslie comes to her room and is extremely upset with her She's because yep. she wore a Star of David necklace. Yes. To this candlelight vigil. That and was her plan to see if she, when she puts her faith on display, if that's going to be something they're going to be like, get out. Yeah. And Leslie is like, why would you do that? Why mm -hmm. would you have to do that? Um, and Andrea's like, I'm Jew like I'm Jewish and I want, yeah. I want to wear my yeah, stuff that says secret. I'm Jewish. I mean, she's, yeah. And Leslie tells her that dun, 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 she is actually Jewish. Um, yes. and she, she says, but I don't flaunt it. Yeah. She says the house knows, but she is, you know, good and quiet about it as she feels she must be. And so they're, they're okay with it. But with Andrea, like throwing it in their face, that's the problem. According yeah. to Leslie. According to Leslie. And so Andrea's like, you know what? I withdraw. I'm out. Like, I don't want to be part yeah. of this. If that's mm -hmm. going to be the deal. Good call. Good call. Yeah. At the radio station, Donna brings in a Yorkie. She brings in she brings in a dog because visual humor is great for radio. Yeah, so oh yeah. She brings that dog in. I I freaking love Yorkies. They have been uh, yeah, well, my favorite one of my favorite breeds for like as long as I can remember. Have it's you like, ever had a Yorkie? No. Oh my gosh. I've had family members that have had. Well, I mean, now Eric, he uh, does not like dogs that are that small. So I probably uh, won't have a Yorkie anytime soon, but hmm. I do like to look at them. They're very cute. Okay. So All then, right. she, yeah. So she starts doing this whole bit about David and the dog and like comparing them kisser, and giving them smells points. better. Yeah. yeah. So David's like very over it, but then they get a call. Uh, they get many calls. They get Kendra. many. It it's lighting it up. Yeah. Up. Mm -hmm. And uh, and all is forgiven. David is all like, <laughs> love you. Yeah. And they answer. So I calls. guess this is where I'm a little confused. So I guess she kind of played him because she wanted him to be mad. Like she wanted him to be reacting and stuff. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's it's unclear, I guess. Like, yeah, when when Donna decided to lean into this persona and when was legit is kind of like, I don't know. Yeah. It's up in the air. Yep. The next day, Brandon and Andrea are talking about sororities and fraternities and all the stuff that happened with her pulling yes. out of the alpha uh, sorority. And Brandon is still not sure if he even wants to be in a fraternity at all. Mm-hmm. Leslie then walks up and tells her that the rest of the sorority was extremely upset when she told them that 
Andrea withdrew her name and that they didn't care at all that she wore the necklace and that Mm -hmm. she's Jewish. And um, we learn that it's Leslie who feels like she needs to hide it, not the the sorority telling her that she needs to hide it. But Andrea's point is that the fact that she feels she needs to hide it is showing that there is an um, issue, a deeper issue there. So it's not really, we don't really know what Andrea decides if she's going to join it or not. No. And it just didn't really sit well with me because I feel like it's another case where they sort of broach, you know, racism or bigotry and and then back away from it because it's sort of like they're saying, no, the anti-Semitism isn't real. It's just the Jewish students think it's real. It's all in their head, you know? Yeah. I don't know that that's what they're trying to say, but it kind of ends up being what they land on. So I just, I didn't like that. Yeah. I, I was confused by their, yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird sort of pivot on what they were going for. I felt like, yeah. Uh, the last scene is at the keg house. Brandon is there warning the fraternity that the progressive party, yeah, they're coming of their platform and they're coming for you. Um, which makes the guys happy that he's uh, helping them out with that. And they give him a golf clap, which I thought was funny. <laughs> yep. Uh, Brandon has decided that he wants to stay on his own for a while. He doesn't want to join yeah. a fraternity yet. So he's not joining Senate or fraternity at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, this upsets Steve. He tells him he's GDI. Uh, the I stands for individual or individual yeah. is that it and he's like and you that doesn't sound right he's like you can you can guess what the gd stands for (laughs) uh charlie tells him yeah they're gonna make him an honorary member whether he joins or not yeah he's basically in and then he and steve have a little like steve's mad but then they pass the football and all is forgiven there you go it happened this football passing was less flirty than the football passing yes. in the early. Yes. Yep. Yes. It was a, it was a little like uh, in that SNL sketch. What's it called? Oh, what's up with that? Where Lindsay Buckingham <laughs> always looks angry at the yeah, end. It seems but like then he so smiles. Like, ah, come on. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, he pulled Lindsay <laughs> Buckingham at the last minute. Yep. Lindsay. Sorry. Lindsay Buckingham. And that's the end of the episode. That's it. Uh, what is your 90210 snap, Kendra? Uh, probably when Leslie comes to Andrea's <laughs> dorm. Yeah, I'm Jewish. Yeah, right. Dun, dun, that dun. one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You gotta be. You gotta be. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, what did you think of the episode? Does it hold up? I thought it was good. I didn't enjoy. Well, it was good, but I had some issues with it. Agreed. So maybe I didn't. Maybe I didn't like it. But yeah, I know. Di- I don't know what they're doing with Dylan, but I haven't liked any of his stuff so far. No. David and Donna, their whole antics, I found very annoying. No, I didn't work. And stupid. Felt flat. And then, again, with this whole, like, anti-Semitism thing. Real sloppy. Real sloppy. Yeah, it was very sloppy. And also, I don't know, like, was this a thing in the 90s that we were finding out fraternities are racist? Like, why, why have this be a thing at all? Well, it's it's an it's a thing again where it's like, if you're gonna bring it up, you really need to explore it. But they kind of bring it up and be like, "That's not for us to say." And yeah. it's like, "Well, but you did bring but it up." Bring so it up? yeah, <laughs> yeah, I yeah I feel like it's under it's underdeveloped is what it is. 
here's the thing. I don't really think that I particularly enjoy this episode. I guess I feel like Brandon's arc makes sense to me, you know, that he's like trying to figure out his life. I get that. Um, I think Steve being all in on the fraternity and being insecure about his relationships with the others, I think that totally plays. I don't really care about Brenda's poutiness. I don't really care about Dylan's poutiness. Um, I think Kelly is being true to her character. You know, the stuff with John Sears and everything and her insecurities with Dylan all makes sense to me. I like that Andrea has things that are not dependent on somebody else from the gang being there. She's not trapped in a what color should I dye my hair kind of storyline. <laughs> um, and I guess we'll see how that plays out. I guess where I have to give them credit is I think that they are very successfully navigating a post high school world. I agree with that for sure. So it mm. feels like we're in a completely different location, but it's still it like the same yeah. show. Yeah. None so. of the structure, like they don't have, like even though they're all in college together, they don't have the same like unifying thing with that they had in high school. And so finding stories to put them together, I think is going to be trickier. And so far I think they're navigating that. Well, I don't particularly like some of the stories, I guess is the yeah, thing. So yeah. we'll see, we'll see how they play out. I'm yeah, I think we just have them. to see where it goes. Yeah. I'll give them some time to sort that out because I do think a lot of what they're doing is working. So, you All know, right. yes. With reservations, I guess is where we both fell down on. Yes. So do you want to delete this and record this episode for a third time? Or? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, third time's the charm. So let me just know, turn I off my computer. So. <laughs> and then we kind of compare yeah. where they where they fall from there. Yeah. Uh, Kendra, did you know outside of the Radio Meanwhile Network, I host the All the Book Show, the official podcast and radio show of the David A. Howe Public Library. You can find us at soundcloud.com slash all the books or anywhere you get your podcasts. I did know that. Did you also know that we're winding down on that show and we're going to have a finale? <laughs> I'm sad about that, but you the episodes will still be there. So there's lots of gold that you can mine from the All the Books show. And I'm going to be launching a new podcast with the David A. Howe Public Library in the coming months. So you can just stick right on the feed and, and find that. For RadioMeanwhile.com, I'm the co-host of Comic Book Coffee Break, where each week we talk about what we've been reading in comics and then just in general, the world of comic books, which is, uh, I like it. I like doing it. All right. So we'll yeah. People like listening, I guess. <laughs> Um, what about you? Well, I am Miss Musicbox91 on the social medias, and I have a website, MissMusicbox.com, which I just updated with like all the new stuff I've been making. So go ahead and check that out. You and, have to read what's written for you on the doc. Ah, uh, what's written is, and I be crafting. You know, I be crafting. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, I think it's it important all. for people to know. Um, and I am also the co-host of the podcast 90s Music Got Me Like, which I uh, host with my husband, Eric Mickles. Oh, husband we, and wife podcast duo. We talk about um, a different 90s song every week. So this, Every single week. Uh, the one that came out this week was about I Want It That Way by the Backstreet Boys. And our next song that Eric chose is, uh, I'm going to call it the B Word song. Yeah. By, is it Madeline Brooks? I don't know. I'll have to listen to the podcast and find out. All right. Well, and we have, uh, we'll have a new poll up definitely by the time this episode comes out. So check out nice. the poll on Twitter. Okay. 
Well, if you are interested in more radio shenanigans, you can join us next week as we continue our 90210 discussion with episode 4.5, Radio Days. Days with a Z. It's, it's got a Z. Yeah, you got to say that. It's a 90s thing. <laughs> yeah. 902 and here we go. Woo!